0: You guys, are, you're doing so good. You're doing so good. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, that God wants to give us the oil of joy for mourning. And maybe you find yourself here today and uh, for, for some reason there's sadness attached to your Christmas. Uh, maybe that there's been some loss during the year and, and there's grief. Uh, and, and so there's, there's sadness. Maybe, maybe Christmas just reminds you of what you don't have or what you're missing out on. Uh, for, for whatever reason, for lots of people. Uh, I know in, in, in America, the period between Thanksgiving and, and, um, and Christmas is the highest time for suicides in, in their calendar. More than uh, all the other time of the year put together happens in this particular time of years because of sadness and grief. And, and so I want, to, I want to pray for us right now. I want us just to close our eyes right across this place. Because the promise of Jesus Christ is that He would turn our mourning into dancing. He would bring the oil of joy for mourning. There's There's an oil that speaks of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now for each person in this room for those who are watching online, who are struggling with grief, struggling with mourning, struggling with loss, with disappointment, with sadness. I'm asking, Father, that you would pour out fresh oil right now, that the peace of God would come. The comfort of the Holy Spirit would be evident in hearts today. Lord, That there would be a sense of where the enemy is trying to rob people of the joy that you have for them. Lord, right now, your peace and your presence comes in. I thank you today. Day, for your love pouring into every heart, for every person in this room we pray, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, you may be seated, God bless you, so great to have those as I know we've got stacks of uh, our church family on holidays, all around the country, all around the world actually, we counted about 10 families going away overseas for Christmas to visit families, so if you're watching online, it's great to have you with us wherever you are, whatever part of the world. Uh, I, I would love to just take a, a moment right now and pray for God's healing power to touch, to touch people. Uh, sickness is one of the greatest robbers of joy in our lives. and it will, uh, It's not God's plan or intention for any of us that we be sick. And I had a particular, quite a clear picture uh, uh, last night as I was praying and I had a sense of the Holy Spirit coming uh, to a man to bring healing into your right shoulder. Uh, and, and it was like, uh, it's, I don't know if it regularly or just uh, it's happened before, but it's popped out, been dislocated. But I could see God coming and strengthening the ligaments around your shoulder. I could see Him coming and bringing health and strength to that. And so I'd love to pray for whoever that might be right now. If that's you, can you raise your hand, left hand or right hand, whatever it is. There might be more than one. Just come on up the front here, Ross. Come on up the front. God's power. Just don't raise it too suddenly though. It might pop out. And then we'll have to heal it even more. Ross, just stand there. sir. Jacob, are you catching or is that you? Both. Well, you stand beside him as well. And then we'll get a couple of other guys just to come on up right now. Church, I want you just to reach your hands out. If you're visiting, uh, then we, we pray most services for someone specifically for healing, because that's one of the things that Jesus did wherever he went. He went And He did good deeds in the name of of His Father, demonstrating God's love to people. So I'm going to pray right now. Father, I thank You for Your power that's here. I thank You for Your power that's here. I thank You for Your love that's here. I thank You in the name of Jesus. Healing power flows. Holy Spirit, healing power flows. We come in Jesus' name. I come against the infirmity and affliction right now in the name of Jesus. I release the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I see healing flowing right now in Your name. In Your name, Jesus. Let healing flow. Father, let healing come now. Lord, to Jacob's shoulder. Lord, let the heat, the power of Your Holy Spirit come right now. Bind up where it's been broken. Bring strength to the ligament, strength. Oh God, right now, strength in Jesus' Name. I come against the enemy's plans to rob and to rip off and destroy. I command pain and infirmity. Go, in Jesus' Name. Release your power right now. Release your power right now. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. That's the power of God just beginning to flow right there. That's the power of God beginning to come. Bring healing, strength, and I just see it tightening up. I just see it tightening up the right way. Ligaments being restored. Muscles being restored. Tendons being restored. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap right now. Switch over. There we go fantastic thank you band you've done a phenomenal job god bless you as you head back to your seats put your hand together for the band here today joy to your world joy to your world uh danielle told us last week when she grew up that she heard that the joy stood for jesus first others second and yourself third who's been implementing that this week okay excellent excellent well you've got another week of homework right now I reminded reminded it to you uh I grew up singing Sunday school songs about joy you know I've got the joy 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 down in my heart who, who, who knows oh whoa what it's like the eight thirty crowd have been Christians all their life half of you I can tell how many of you grew up going to Sunday school come on what about whoa oh my goodness Teresa you missed out didn't you Oh, you went twice. Okay, that's lovely. No, no I'm am just, just kidding. Uh, or what else? Uh, J O Y, and it's down in my heart. Who sang that one? J O Y, and it's down in my heart. Anyone? Anyone with me there? Deep, deep down in my heart. Now, okay. All right. Now, all right. Well, let's just move on to the sermon, hey? Alright, well this morning joy, I want to talk about joy. We've heard some great uh, messages about joy this month. I really actually want to look at the joy that comes into our life when we're actually living God's dream for our life. See, for me, there's nothing more fulfilling, even though challenges will come and go, but there's nothing more fulfilling or joyful, joyful than knowing that I'm living the life that God intended me to live, that I'm living the dreams that God has for me that He places in my heart. And this morning, I want to speak a little bit into that out of the Christmas story. You see, Jesus being born and Jesus coming to Earth was God's dream for us. He it was it was in His mind before He created the world that one day He would need to send His Son Jesus to be the Savior, to be the one who died on our behalf. And so, let's I want us to look into this this idea of how does God's dream come to pass and be outworked in our life? And I'm I'm not just talking about a, a one-off dream, the overall purpose for your life. I'm talking about the the little, the, the dreams that come that God weaves into our, into our wife, he does that, but he weaves them into our life uh, each, each year, and I want you to be open even over the next few weeks, uh, because I find as the calendar turns the page, as we go into, as we finish one year, we go into a new year, God begins to speak some thoughts of his dream for us for the coming year. Uh, sometimes the coming year can be a reset for, for not just a new year, but a new season in our life. We've actually called the theme for the month of January in our church, it's gonna be Reset. I believe God wants to do some resetting for some people in this place. I believe God wants to say, I'm drawing the boundary line on the last season and I'm gonna reset you for a new season in your life. Uh, and, so, and so part of that is opening up our hearts and understanding when God comes with a dream for the new season or a dream for our life or a dream for an aspect of our life, uh, it, it works much the way that he brought Jesus into this world, okay? Someone says it's it's the greatest day of your life when you're born, but it's also one of the greatest days of your life when you discover why you're born. And I'm hoping today, maybe in this place, that you can get a sense that you're not just here to eat Christmas pudding. It's awesome and all, but there's a greater purpose that God created you and I for in our life. And so God's dream and God's dreams in our life are uh, the first thing we're going to look at. Five things uh, we can look at, and it's in Luke chapter one thirty to thirty two. I'm going to read five scriptures out today. About about the birth of Christ. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. This is is one of the most remarkable moments in the Bible where the Virgin Mary, a young teenager has a visitation from an angel and says, you're favored, you're gonna bring the savior of the world. You're gonna bring God's son into this world. I I love that song that that our singers did so beautifully over the last two Sunday nights, Mary, did you know? When you kiss that baby, you kiss the face of God. And Mary received into her heart a promise from God and she received into her womb the Savior of the world. And I want to tell you today that when God's got a dream, whether it's one He's already given you or whether it's something that He's going to weave into your life, it always starts with a supernatural seed. When God's got a promise for you, it'll come as a supernatural seed. Sometimes uh, he likes us to have what I call in dreaming language, a conception moment. A moment where you can look back and say, "I was." when you have a a dream come into your heart from God that's supernatural, you'll normally remember exactly where you were. I was sitting in the third row from the back, and I remember when this message was preached, and God spoke something into my heart, and I conceived the dream of God. Or maybe it was a prophecy that someone spoke over your life. Or maybe, uh, for me, I remember as a 13-year-old in Yandina, having holidays with my family, From Toowoomba, and I remember I just received a one-year Bible, and it was a green living Bible. I remember opening it. I think it must have been about February the third, because it was just after my birthday that I'd got given. And I opened it up, and this scripture came out to me, and it said, "You will be your people's. You will be my people's lawyer, their representative before God. You will stand before God on their behalf, and you'll stand before me on their behalf." And as a thirteen-year-old kid here on the Sunshine Coast on holidays, God gave. me a seed of a of a dream that he had for my life that I had no idea what it was going to look like eventually but he put the seed in my heart you'll remember God gives us seeds and here's the thing I I like it when the angel turned up he said Mary uh, don't be afraid Uh, that's a pretty good thing you'll find when angels turn up in the Bible time and time again they normally say something like this fear not uh, why do they say fear not? Because they're normally pooping their duds at that particular moment. They're normally freaked out with an angelic visitation, fear not. and It's a, it's a good sign that you've, you're receiving a supernatural seed of God's dream for your life or for a new season if it scares you and excites you at the same time. If God speaks something into your heart that scares you and excites you, it's often, to me, that's the pretty good indication that it's God. See, if it doesn't scare you because you can do it in your own strength, it's probably not God. You don't need supernatural help if it's not God. You, you, you can just work, you go, oh yeah, fair enough, I'll do that myself. Well, that's not God. But if you need God, it should scare you. Should, there should be a component where you go, I can't do that. That's out of my capacity. That's a scary thing for me to do. And you go, well, okay, that's, that must be God. Because it's beyond your own ability. But at the same time, there's a sense that the Holy Spirit's on it and excites you. You're like, what? That's, that's, oh man, there's something inside of me that just gets excited by that prospect of what God's got for me. I remember in 2001, not long after Danielle and I becoming the senior pastors of this church, I went to a conference in New Zealand. And, and i was in this conference in new zealand there was a moment where someone was prophesying over people and I, he had a, a, a very strong reputation as a prophet and i went to see him and and he was just you know praying for people praying for people and i i went up there and he began to pray for me and out of the blue he just said oh you've got a very powerful healing gift god's going to use you with healing and i'm at that moment that had like honestly it had never been on my page It had never been on my radar. I'd never thought of it. It had never come to me. But it was like, and here you go, a new season begins. And so God's got some things for you that have never been on your radar. They're not on your your page. They're not even in your heart. But if you'll open up your heart, God will come and put the supernatural seed of his dream for something inside of you. And so that's what happened for me. I remember we were on the North Shore in Auckland. And afterwards, I'm walking the beach going, healing no he's got the wrong guy that's not me healing it was this but you know what was going on on the inside something of excitement was beginning to stir in me when God's got a supernatural seed for you that's gonna take you out of your own capacity into a new day, Mr. Richard Darcy, it's coming for you, I'm telling you. I know I prophesied it just recently, but I see God coming to do something that's, that because you're in, the, you're in the comfort zone right now, he's got something that's gonna be outside your comfort zone and it will excite you and it will scare you and God's on it for a new day for you. Supernatural seed, that's what happens when God's got a new dream or a dream that he wants to put in your heart. Okay, but the second thing... Let's have a look at Matthew chapter 1, 19 to 21. Then Joseph, her husband, now when it says her husband, they used that term that he was betrothed, engaged. There was a period where they they were considered husband and wife, but they didn't have the benefits of being husband and wife, if you know what I mean. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. She came and told him that she's pregnant. And it was an angel. I, like that's got. To, I want to. I want to be in on that conversation, because yeah, I'm sure that's been tried before. And since I got pregnant, and it was an angel. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Anyway, he he minded He didn't want to break off. He just was going to put her away secretly so that she could have the baby out of the public eye. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus because it was the, the, the father, the man's job was to name the child. So he, ne- he needed to be told, you'll call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Now, I, lo- I love this thought uh, about the dream that God has for you because one of the things Mary's got to be freaking out about is I suddenly got divorced when I got pregnant. That's what's got to be going through her mind. When I go and explain to him that I'm pregnant and he and I both know it wasn't him and he's going to start freaking out. She's got to naturally be freaking out going, well, he's just going to cut me off. And now I'm going to have the scorn and the shame of being a single mom. We, we don't even get told about Mary's parents and what's going on with them. And what, what happened when she rocked up and tells them she's pregnant, but she's betrothed? We don't, we don't get that picture. There's gonna be a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole lot of videos when you and I get to heaven, a whole lot of DVDs. We're gonna go, can we watch that bit where Mary gets pregnant and goes and explains it to her parents? There'll be hours of heaven's Netflix for us to catch up on. I'm sure about it. I'm sure about it, All right. But anyway, so she, she we, we don't hear this, but she goes, God, you know, what, what the heck? What's gonna happen in this situation? This is gonna be terrible. This is gonna be messy. The second thing I want us to understand, if God's dream and God's dreams for our life start with a supernatural seed, then the second thing you can trust is God will sort out the details. He will sort out the details. If he's speaking something to you and you're like, Lord, you better go and tell my wife about this. Don't worry, he'll tell your wife about it. If he's got a new plan for your life, maybe for you're here today and you're new in your faith. Maybe you've recently, you know, connected with Christ. You've begun that relationship with Him. Or maybe you haven't yet, but you're just starting to open up your heart to, to God. And, and you can feel something and sense something when you come to church. And, and you're, you're kind of like, I know there's something missing in my heart. I'd like to connect with God. But you're thinking, but, but you, you don't know what my family are going to think about this because when I tell my family about this decision, they're gonna disown me, they're gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna burn me. You know what, don't worry about it. When God comes with the dream of salvation for your life, and that's the ultimate dream that he's got for us, he will sort out the details. He'll work it out. There, there might be a little bit of embarrassment for a while with what some people think and the way they treat you, but ultimately, God has the capacity to sort out the details. Sometimes God gives you a vision and a dream that's way beyond your current financial capacity. But I want, to, I want you to know this. If it's God's will, then it's God's bill. He'll sort it out. Come on, if you're gonna step into something and He gives you the dream in your heart, He will bring the The provision for the vision if he puts that vision in your heart that's the second thing God will sort out the details turn to your neighbor and say God's got it for you come on turn to your second favorite neighbor and say he's got it for you too all right the third thing Luke chapter 1 so mary's pregnant with god's dream jesus her husband joseph knows about it now it says in luke 1 39 to 41 now mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of judah and entered the house of zacharias and greeted elizabeth now i'll just let's get some context before we get to the next verse elizabeth's her cousin okay Elizabeth's uh is the opposite end of the scale to Mary Mary's a very young uh, a young teenage girl uh Elizabeth is old and she's been barren for many years and never thought she'd have a child until her husband had a visitation from an angel uh these guys are getting a lot of visitations and saying your wife's gonna have a baby and you'll call him John and he, he was John the Baptist who would go before pronouncing that Jesus was coming so so Elizabeth she's got god's dream on the inside as well and her dream is john the baptist and so mary makes the decision uh, i'm going to go visit my pregnant cousin uh no my present sister that would be uh or sister-in-law so that jesus cousin john the baptist get it right john uh they're going to grow up together and it happened when elizabeth heard the greeting of mary that the babe leaped in her womb This is awesome. John the Baptist heard the greeting of Mary, sensed the presence of the the Holy One in Mary's room, the anointed Savior of the world, and he leaped in her womb. Now, Now, when Danielle was pregnant, I felt little babies kicking, but this is more than just a little kick. There's a leap. There's a somersault going on. And at the same time, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit that's that's an awesome that's an awesome moment the thing that i i get out of this is is when god gives you a dream When he gives you uh, uh, something that you've conceived on the inside in your spirit from heaven and there's a period of incubation before it actually begins to happen. There's a period where you've got that thing and you're thinking about it and you're praying about it and you're dreaming about it. It's essential that we spend time and hang out with people of of faith, people who are like minded, people who are dreamers, people who are God dreamers, people who you can share your story with and they'll go, that sounds amazing amazing that sounds like it's God I know it sounds a bit impossible I know it's beyond your current capacity I know it's beyond your own your your ability if we were to do a, a, a natural analysis of this situation but something inside of me when you shared that story with me something inside of me left my dream came alive because of your dream my smile my, my God thoughts on the inside about my future came alive so you got to hang around with some people who have got faith and a dream from God that's why God joins us together in a family he calls us to live a, an, an impossible life a life above our circumstances and he says you're not going to do it on your own you got to get some people around you who are going to be the wind beneath your wings come on and I'm not going to sing that for you I hear David and Marina, who sang here a little earlier for us, just recently bought their first home. Come on, great moment. And they were telling me the story because it was, a, it was a God moment, a God dream, and I won't steal their story. They'll get them to tell it at another point, another moment, but it was the, 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 the dripping of oil of heaven was all over, God leading them into their own place as they believed for it. But one of the parts of the story they told me that I loved is, is when they went to look at this home that they thought was the one, they took. Uh, Tony Sarich a great faith-filled guy from our church and uh, told me about how Tony went in and he, he stood in the place and he felt the presence of God and he said Dave this is the house right this is the one I can sense God's here it's going to be amazing you see when you're on your God dream and God journey you need someone who's going to come in and go this is it I sense the presence of God on this thing that God's sown into your heart I'm standing and believing with you I remember in the very early days of our, our becoming the senior pastors of this church, Danielle and I went to a conference, it was called Take Australia, it was in 2002 and uh, we'd been the pastors of this church for two years and, and you could safely say the church was doing okay maybe, uh, we'd grown from 170 people to 130 people, quite remarkable. I know, remarkable, a remarkable move of God was happening. It was the kingdom reversal was going on. And and, uh, and I would say at that point that we'd, as a church, we'd kind of lost our way. We'd begun as a soul-winning focused church. We'd begun as a church whose primary, primary dream it was to connect people to God. But for, for, for numerous reasons in the transition, etc., we kind of lost our way and, and we, were, we were treading water and going backwards while doing so. And, and what had become more of an emphasis was us having good meetings and feeling good about ourselves rather than reaching the world. And, and we were we were not wanting to rock the boat because we were the new pastors in the church, and we were trying to keep people uh, staying in the church. But we went to this conference, and, and it was really the emphasis was about churches having their number one uh, their number one purpose, reaching people who are disconnected from God, so that they would come into relationship with God. And Danielle and I were driving home from this conference one particular day, and I I, I remember it. This is one of those conception moments. I remember when the dream of God came into our heart, and I was saying. it would be great to go home and I I was rattling off about 10 changes that we would make to our church so that we would become a soul winning focused church quickly and we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do this and then suddenly I I started to feel intimidated like oh what's going to happen if we do that maybe they'll be upset and if we do that maybe they'll be upset and if we do that maybe they'll leave and then there'll be just the pieces and a few others I don't know what's going to happen the the, the, the church is going to go down the toilet this intimidation thing begins to come on me and then at that very moment, the Holy Spirit whispered so clear to me, no, I love it when you talk like that. Change this, do that. Change this, do that. I love it when you lead strong. And so we, we, we actually, out of that particular moment, we wrote down a 25-point plan. So we're going to come home and we're going to do all these things. We're going to change the name of the church. We're going, to, we're going to stop a number of things we're doing. We're going to do a whole lot of new things. We're just really going to change the focus of our church. And I remember, again, coming home and meeting with Russell and Merida. And we went to Moffat Beach, uh, near Cafe by the Beach. And I remember sitting down and beginning to rattle off the 25-point plan. And you know what was such an awesome moment for me? As we, we had our Elizabeth's, we had our faith-filled people. We had those there and they're like, oh, that's exactly what we need to do. It was like every point, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Let's do that. We're right with you. And it was a moment for me that, that made us realize, although we were gonna walk into some, some troubled waters in the next little season as we made the shifts, We had some people of faith who would stand with us and believe with us as we began to release God's dream for the church to get us back on track for our number one. That's why as a church, we place such a high emphasis on groups. We want, I want everybody who's part of our church to find a group, to find your people of faith who will pray with you, believe with you, stand with you, agree with you because that's the way the dream of God comes to pass in your life. You've got to hang out with some people of faith. All right, we're doing good. Number four. Number four, okay, this one's not so much fun. Luke chapter two, verse six. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, for her to deliver her baby. The days were completed. Uh, it, it annoys me. No, no, this is just me. I'm just telling this, it's not anyone. This is just me. That when you get the dream from God, you're ready to start. When God, when you, when you receive that dream on the inside, you're ready for that baby to be born pretty quickly when i remember my parents would tell me that i came home from the school from the school on my very first day of school i threw my bag in the corner and i said i can't read and write yet after my first day (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know apparently patience is a fruit of the spirit apparently it is come on who hates waiting Uh, Okay, all right. I'm not alone here. Thank you for helping me with therapy here this morning. Here's the thing: there there is a there is a time. And a season for everything, Ecclesiastes tells us. That tells us that when God gives us a dream, then there is an appointed time for that dream to come to pass. And so often we're like, "Come on, God, you've given me this dream. I want to make it happen now. I want. I want to make. I want to get that thing moving now. I want it to be released now." And and so often God says, "No, no, no. The the, the, the days need to be completed." The days between the conception of the dream and the birth of the dream, that you need to do your time. You need to walk the walk. You need. There's things that I want to do inside of you that will prepare you for that moment. And don't worry, the, the, the thought that we've always loved and say like this around here is that delay is not denial. Just because something hasn't come to pass yet doesn't mean it's, the way, it's not God's plan. Just because it hasn't been fulfilled yet doesn't mean it's not God's dream for you. And we've got to hold on to that. As a young business guy, I was so sure that there was a call from God for me to be in leadership that I started a business and I ended up spending leaving it half the time to to do stuff in youth for our church to do stuff with Teen Challenge on the Sunshine Coast and I I, what I ended up finding was I was giving all this time trying to get the dream birthed but it wasn't time and my business was over here going backwards and I had to let God speak to me and say, don't get ahead of me. Don't run ahead of me. It's not time for that dream to come to pass. Focus on what's in front of you right now. Get, get that thing working. Get that thing flourishing. Learn the lessons that I'm trying to teach you over here. Because I can't take you there until you learn the lessons from over here. And there seems to be, with me, there, there seems to be two components with the dreams that God has for you. Some of them are just, there's just an appointed time. It's like a marked kairos moment on the calendar of history and it's going to come come what may as long as you're in the right place from a faith point of view it's it's on the calendar but then there's other timings and it's really up to you and god's actually i've got this thing to come to pass but i've got to do this in you and then it'll come to pass and you're like god when will you when will you do that and he's sitting there going yeah well well, when you do this and when we work that out and when we get that little attitude sorted and when we get that thing going, then I'll do that. And so, so you know, here's, here's the problem. How do I know if it's the Kairos moment, it's up to God? And how do I know when it's actually up to me? Well, you've just got to think it's up to you, but trust that it's up to God. You're just got to work as if it's up to you, but trust and pray as if it's up to God. You got to let God work in our heart all the time, but keep coming back to this, that our times and seasons are in His hand. That's how the dreams of God work. I know for us as a church, uh, 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 there's going to be a moment when we go, oh, we got to our land today, the Kairos moment in God. Our job was just to keep believing that God was going to sell that land for five million dollars and he was going to give us that land at power road for eight million dollars our job was just to keep believing what God said uh, even though whatever come what may if you just keep believing I'll keep working in your heart you just keep traveling steadily along the path and then there will come your kairos moment where the breakthrough comes for the house I know it's coming for us if you believe it just say amen with me right now all right Last thing here, as we come to this, Luke chapter 2, verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, the Savior of the world, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There was no room for them. And we've been to where um, historically it's, it's quite, it's, there's quite strong evidence points to where Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Two years ago, Danielle and I visited it. It's not, the, it's not what you traditionally think. We think the pub, the inn, and then the stable out the back with the, with the horses. That's what we think. That's Australian culture. But in that, in that particular culture, most, lots of people live actually within uh, limestone or stone caves underground and then they would actually bring their animals in inside to keep them dry in the night. And so so the, the concept of the inn is really a Western concept. And so we went into this place and the whole idea was, the, the, the idea of it, we think that they went and the publican said, there's no room here. But in translation, they kind of think it's a little bit more like one of the relatives said, hey guys, there's no room for you to stay with us. But the animals are downstairs, like literally downstairs, in this limestone cave you can go there that, that's what m- m- most historians believe actually happened and so we went to this this underground caves where they believe Christ was born quite remarkable you wouldn't think that the savior of the world would be born alongside some sheep and some donkeys you wouldn't think that That points to the nature of God who would demonstrate to us how we need to humble ourselves if we're going to reach people the goodness of God who humbled himself but this is the thing I get out of that for your dream and for my dream and the things that God's got for us is don't despise the day of small beginnings when something's birth very rarely does it look like it's going to ultimately look like it can look messy it, it can look way smaller than you really thought it was th- this thing was going to come you're like had all these big dreams and you thought day one this is going to be explosive But that's not the way with God God tends to start things small don't despise in Zechariah the day of small beginnings I, I read this article recently about six world dominating companies that all started in garages Apple in 1976 two guys in a garage in California Google in California in 1998 two guys in a garage Amazon in 1994, a guy in a, in a garage in Washington. Two guys, one called Harley, one called Arthur Davidson, began uh, in 1901 in a little garage in Milwaukee, Harley Davidson. Disney began uh, in 1923 in a little garage, come on. Uh, Mattel, uh, the toy company, began in 1940 in California with two people in a garage. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Come on, don't, don't, don't think that, that the dream that God gave you, because God gives you the dream of what it's gonna look like. And then you carry that dream and you pray for that dream and you, you get alongside people with that dream in your heart. And then, you, and then one day you go, it's time to step out and you step out and you're like, what are we doing in a manger? Oh, This is not what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like, whoa. Small beginnings. If it looks small, it's okay. If it looks like this thing's never going to go, it's okay. God wants you to get your faith on and believe him. And here's the thing to me, and i bring it back to this, is the greatest joy happens when you're living the dream of God out and you can continually step back and go, it's okay. You're on track. So often when I'm praying about something, if I'm disappointed, frustrated at the pace of it, I hear the Holy Spirit just go to me. It's okay. You're on track. You're on track. It's okay. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. If you're not hitting what you thought you'd be hitting at this stage of your life, it's okay. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. If it's a God dream, it'll come to pass. Can we close our eyes together right now? Father, there's no greater joy than living a life for you on purpose with your dream inside of our heart. Lord I know that this room is filled with people with big dreams that are God dreams that you've placed in our heart I ask for comfort and strength and courage to come into our hearts right through this room right now that you'd speak to us out of this message and out of the atmosphere of the presence of the Holy Spirit you would speak to us oh God Just let the Spirit of God talk to you right now. Let Him whisper to you right now about that dream. Let Him whisper to you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't we stand to our feet together, church? Wishing you a very Merry Christmas for those of you who won't be here tonight. Trust you have a safe, wonderful time with family, with friends, and God's blessings on you. Thank you, Teresa.